You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the Guy Love Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are back for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to remind you to hit that subscribe button wherever you are watching or listening to us on. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, be sure to subscribe so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. If you're listening to us on um, on Spotify, definitely do that. If you're on YouTube watching the visual um, definitely hit that subscribe button, like, comment, share, do all of those things. Yeah. If you're listening to us on Apple and haven't checked out our visual on YouTube, do be it. sure to go to our YouTube channel, type in God Life Culture Podcast, and you will be able to see each episode, all of our reactions, all of our visuals, all of that. And um, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, I think hopefully it's pretty not. Cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How are you feeling today, um, Eddie? Great. It, other than the fact that, you know, it's spring. So spring brings a lot of things. A lot of things, uh, changes start to happen. I mean, one of those things is things start to bloom, uh, whether that's the grass or the trees or the flowers. And allergy season starts. Um, and depending on what you're allergic to, it like beats you up so yeah. currently i'm dealing with some seasonal allergy situations uh so like if you hear me a little weird or more raspier than usual it's just that you yeah know, that's really what it is it's kind of annoying uh because it's just one of those things that you have to deal with uh you got to make sure you take your medicine or your allergy medicine or if you're the type of people that just tough it out you just tough it out with your headache and your nasal drip and all that other stuff going on. Um, and you just keep it pumping. How's everything yeah. with you? Everything's good. Like you said, you know, being uh, that spring, I think it's like it's coming up. We feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's here. Um, unfortunately, the last few days, it has been really cold here true. in New York where true, we are. True, like true. It's like we had some weird, like warm days like yes. last week or a week before. And um, it's been a little cold, so that's yeah. disappointing. Hopefully, we get back into this like warm weather, spring weather. But um, I don't, I can't relate about the allergies, right? But one thing that bothers me, um, you know what? Truthfully speaking, let's be real. <laughs> Is it coming to you? Because no. <laughs> I don't have allergies uh, like seas like spring or seasonal allergies. Mm. But I feel like every morning I wake up. <laughs> congested <laughs> i'm congested yeah and it like takes but like since i was a kid that's happened uh -huh. you know but is so that like, 365 or is that most like days time of year? most days oh, you know weird. like i'll sneeze you a few times and yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a seasonal allergy but you know it's something there's it's a something year there. year there's long something there something we gotta figure it congestion. out but uh but i think the pollen is the annoying part you know um during you like on your car everywhere yeah yeah where it's just that layer of pollen that mm -hmm. as much as you clean your car yeah. or you know like i think of my dad really because my dad is very particular about his car he and is. is always cleaning it is always yes. at the car wash yep. is always doing something like that and when springtime comes and mm -hmm. that pollen starts leaving its layers behind mm -hmm. and all of that he is literally washing his car like every day right yeah. so that's something that i think a lot of people can relate to as well the idea of just pollen in the air and i think that also contributes to allergies oh, if absolutely. i'm not mistaken <laughs> yes. i think that's what it is 
<laughs> Absolutely, pollen contributes uh, to allergies. But you know, one of the other things that happens with spring is the idea of spring cleaning. Uh, you know, this is a time of year where people all of a sudden they like open the blinds from their house. They like stop being hermit crabs and they decide, you know what, it's time to clean. Yeah. Usually, I think in its more simplistic form, it's really just a transition of winter clothes to like warmer weather clothes. Um, and then for some reason, it becomes like a whole like big shebang of vacuuming everything, lifting yeah. couches and, you know, do which good, you know, hey, clean it up. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about that idea of spring cleaning and how, you know, we can also apply that in our lives in general. Um, you know, maybe this is a time of year where you need to stay take a step back and do some like mental spring cleaning. Like what is it that's bugging you mentally or what have you been allowing to be like a dark cloud over you? Maybe it's time that you grab a Swiffer and you <laughs> Swiffer that out of your mind. Or maybe you're holding on to some emotional burden. Um, even spiritually as well. Maybe you've been like in a weird funk lately as well uh, where the idea, like when you hear, especially this time of year, you start to hear about the idea of spring cleaning. It should trigger something positive for you to seek change. Yeah. Almost like a reset. You know, I think yeah. that's one of the things why I really enjoy like New Year's, right? Yes. Um, the idea that that's a thing mm -hmm. because I think um, some people work very well with the culmination of something, the end of something and the start of something else, mm -hmm. the start of True. something new. And I think that there's multiple opportunities for that throughout a year, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think even your birthday there's an opportunity there where it's like, you know, you're now a year older, you know, hopefully a year wiser, smarter. How are you going to better yourself? How are you going to grow? So when we come to spring cleaning. It's this idea of almost like you said, transitioning, right? Yeah. We get rid of certain clothes or we put certain clothes away and take out, you know, our summer clothes or the clothes we wear in warmer weather. Mm. And, um, you know. I mean, my wife is definitely the spring cleaning type and mm -hmm. it'll be like a few days of spring cleaning, <laughs> right? Where it's like, you know, reorganizing closets mm -hmm. and dressers and, you know, things from under the bed, uh, you know, putting a cabinet all to everything, right? Yeah. You just kind of tackle everything. And I think in the same way that you go, you know, into the closet, you go into the cabinet, you go, you know, you're cleaning um, under your bed, under mm -hmm. the couches, sofas, dusting, all of that stuff. I think... Um, in the same way that that requires work and effort, there's an effort and work that it takes to actually just spring clean in your life, yeah. right? And clean out just, you know, those things. And a lot of times it doesn't have to be these serious, like crazy groundbreaking situations, mm -hmm. but oftentimes it's just small habits, right? Mm -hmm. Or just, um, you know, in ways that you just talk to yourself and address yourself and, yeah. and how you carry yourself, how you view yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Making small changes like that where, you know, that could really help, you yes. know? And in the same way where we, uh, you know, take this time to spring clean, it's like, okay, take a step back, reflect, mm -hmm. and what areas you kind of need to clean, clean out, you know? Yeah. For some people, I think the biggest thing we see people do this is on social media, right? Oh, where yeah. they begin to, you know... and you got to love the people that announce it, right? Like <laughs> I'm going to be, you know, unfollowing or deleting friends or whatever. If you've yeah. survived, you know, let mm -hmm. me know. Right. Type deal. Um, but it's the idea. I think that people just in general feel the need to have to reset. Yes. Right. And out with the old and in with the new. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, the benefits of that is, is that it allows you to then make some more room room for positivity, room for more energy, um, some mental space to then work on other things that you need to work on so that it can occupy your mental time as well. Because when you don't do 
some self-maintenance and some mental, emotional, spiritual spring cleaning. What it does is it's just giving you baggage that weighs you down and sometimes causes you to react in ways that you shouldn't react. And, you know, something that was hitting the headlines for like a week now has been the situation that happened in the Oscars. You know, was it? What yeah, happened? it was Oscars. Oh, what? You're talking to me like, what happened? You've been living under a it rock. It was the slap heard around the world. The that's slap. what some people yeah, are Yeah, that's how so dramatic. It, it wasn't even that. But anyway, well, I, I didn't get slapped. I can't say it wasn't <laughs> even that strong. For you, it wasn't a big <laughs> well, deal, right? Um, you know, but, you know, there's a lot of people that have been dissecting this situation yeah. that happened between Will Smith and, and Chris Rock. Everybody knows about it. Um, and the idea of them feeling like there's more to the story. It wasn't just a joke. It wasn't, you know, Jada poking him, telling him, you better go defend me. It, it had to be, you know, it kind of, like, people are making the assumption that it looks like Will had other stuff going on. Yeah. And this is maybe the straw that broke the camel's back. Do you even think that, I don't know, from just social media, from, you know, hearing, like, just different news outlets talk about it, mm -hmm. different shows, um, do you think there's a divide of people who think Will Smith did the right thing mm -hmm. and the fact that, you know, the other side that he didn't? Yeah. I feel like there is a strong kind of divide on, mm -hmm. well, no, he did the right thing. That's how he should be. You know, mm -hmm. he should defend his woman and he should defend his wife. And if that was me and that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then there's the other side where it's like, no, that was wrong. Mm -hmm. He definitely messed up in that mm -hmm. moment. You know, and I think there's just, that's one of the biggest issues right now is dividing people, you know, yeah. the idea of, you know, the situation. I think one, what was super shocking is the fact that, you know, at the end of the day it was assault, mm -hmm. right? It was on TV, yep. right? Um, normally when stuff like that happens, they'll take you out, mm -hmm. right? Like if you go anywhere and punch somebody, you're mm -hmm. getting kicked out, mm -hmm. right? Of a restaurant, wherever you are. Um, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there are, are exceptions. Some exceptions, depending. depending. <laughs> we're not gonna we'll get into a whole social cultural thing. Here. Yeah, we're gonna. Get uh, but again, the idea that um, it was just shocking, I think, for people to see, and yeah. honestly, also for people to see, you know, Will Smith in that light, mm -hmm. right? The fact that you know Chris Rock, being a comedian, mm -hmm. um, you know, used to telling jokes and all of these things, you almost want to believe and imagine that they're all friends. Yeah, that they all like each other. Yeah. That they're all like, you know, I feel that. Mm -hmm. I feel. I understand you, whatever. And to see that, it was definitely like you said. Um, there's something. There was something else going on, right? Possibly, like this yeah. was definitely a buildup of emotions. It may have been, you know, mm -hmm. again, my opinion, a buildup of emotions, a buildup of feelings. And it's funny because in his acceptance speech, which mm -hmm. is insane, that just a few minutes later mm -hmm. he won his first Oscar. Yeah, I mean, it was like less than an hour later. Yeah, his first Oscar, mm -hmm. and um, you know, to have kind of that moment happen before, mm -hmm. it's a little like, man, like really, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but in his acceptance speech, he was, you know, talking and I don't know, like it was that moment where I was just hoping he apologized, but apologize mm. in a way, apologizing to Chris, apologizing just for mm. acting that way. And I feel like he, he apologized to the Oscars, to the Academy, apologized yeah. to his nominees. He didn't apologize to Chris mm. in that moment, mm. but I feel like he used his character that he played in the movie, mm. Richard, you know, mm. Venus and Serena Williams dad as a way of just 
not excusing, but maybe justifying why mm. he did what he did. Yes. Right. That he was a defender, yeah. a protector. Yeah, yeah. You know, love will make you do crazy things. Mm. And he even spoke about being in the industry, how, mm. you know, you have to be OK with people saying crazy things about yeah. you. Right. It's almost like that was the exact opposite of what you just showed us a little while ago. Mm. Right. Because if this is what it's like to be in the industry and this is what you have to be OK with, then what you did and what you exemplified was not OK. Right. That yeah. was a reaction of just, you know, being, you know, harsh and brash and just not thinking, you mm -hmm. know. So it was a little disappointing to see that. I almost feel like if he would have had a moment yeah. where it would have he would have acknowledged how wrong he was like mm -hmm. that, maybe would have been less of a crazy stir than what it was now. You know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, he should he have defended his wife if he felt like his wife was disrespected? Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's what you're supposed to do. How you do that or how he should have done that is where it gets murky because at the end of the day you know you have the people who are yeah like he did the right thing he stood up for his woman he defended her honor la 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 all that great stuff you know but he could have done that differently you know there's a there's ten thousand different ways that he could have given her that same protection that same honor um by defending her that didn't have to do it in a way that just looked bad i'm always the type of person as a latino that i understand that when i walk into a room i am looked at as a latino and because of that i don't have certain liberties that maybe other people have whether it's how they carry themselves how they talk how they react to certain situations so as a person of color i would think that you would be like you know what I really want to slap the snot out of him because it was that egregious, which is subject to opinion, whether or not it was that big of a of an insult or whatever. Um, you know, but I also know how that's gonna look. It's not the time, it's not the place, it's not the right action to do. So let me not do that. Like that's the thought process that I felt like should have gone through his mind in those, you know, two seconds that that right. whole situation happened. But you know, a couple last year we did the whole we had an episode dedicated to his YouTube series. Yeah. You know, which was documenting his journey in reference to the book that he was writing, which was autobiographical. Um, and one of the subjects that is spoken about in the YouTube series that is also in the book that you read, um, it speaks about his idea was struggling with feeling like he wasn't courageous in his childhood yeah he, you know he was in a household where his mom was getting abused he felt like he got punked out for not defending her and that idea of always feeling like a coward was something that he grappled with throughout his whole life and i feel like will has made a stance on i am no longer gonna be a coward i'm no longer gonna let nobody punk me so now i'm gonna stand up for my people or you know my family or myself which is great you know, but what this reminds me of is that this reminds me of me, for example, where I was always an individual who was very quiet. Yeah. Like you see old school videos of like church services or situations like that. And I was always that weird little quiet kid that was sitting in the corner. All of a sudden, something happened in my late teens where all of a sudden I found a voice, but I didn't know how to correctly use that voice. So it came off super aggressive, super opinionated. It came off too blunt and it caused a lot of issues. So I feel like now he has found this courage that he has wanted for so yeah. long, which is great, but you still have to, in Spanish is pulirlo. I don't know how you say it in English. Like Polish it. Polish it down, you know, so that you can use it effectively. And I think that, you know, that there's a lot. There's a lot that's going on. Should he have defended? Yes, absolutely. He should have defended his wife. Did he do the right thing in doing it in that way? I think it, it wasn't a good look. Yeah. And it's funny because in hearing, you know, in situations like this, and this is why I love our podcast, right? And why mm -hmm. we, and how we do this, because, you know, calling God life culture, we know that all three are intertwined. Yes. And, um, 
in looking at a moment like this that will go down mm. in oh, the culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's so relatable and there are lessons there that we can just, you know, extract from for our everyday life, but mm. also just within ministry. Yes. You know, because I think back to moments where you know, I may have wanted to react or respond a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's not always violent, you know what I mean, for everybody. Yeah. You know, it could just be with a comment, mm -hmm. with, you know, your words. Sometimes your words do more damage than if you went and slapped somebody, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I think back to moments where, you know, growing up as a pastor's kid and having different transitions in life and seeing how, you know, your parents mm -hmm. uh, are treated by certain people. Yeah. Or, you know, when things are, you know, being a, a thrown at them accusations and different things like that and you're like what <laughs> you know and then you have to see this person and be around them and mm. and be like everything's okay and be respectful because they're a, you know an adult and you're only 14 15 years old and it's like you can't say that you can't do that you can't treat them that way and it's like you know there will always be moments in our life where we will want to act out yeah. of our character right mm -hmm. or we may want to react we mm -hmm. may want to respond in a certain way and that will never go away you know what i mean mm -hmm. there will always be situations people that will know just how to get to you they'll mm -hmm. say the right things they'll do the right things and you know like you were saying about will smith in his memoir he wrote about feeling like he was a coward yeah. so of course that is already a trigger in his life mm -hmm. where you know moments that will come up he's going to kind of go back to that childhood trauma experience that he felt and if we speak spiritually, that's, I think, how the enemy works as well, yeah. where he knows, you know, this is how I can get him. This is how I can get her. This is the thought process I need to get them on. This is the cycle I need to get them to jump on in order to, you know, just get them, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and have them confused or, or depressed, sad, upset, discouraged. And I think it's just so important to recognize all of those triggers, but also recognize... Um, the buildup that sometimes we don't realize may be happening, mm -hmm. the things that we're not addressing or the things we're not confronting, the things we don't talk about, you know, the issues in life that we go through yeah. that we just kind of rush through them quickly. We mm -hmm. don't stop to reflect and actually soak in what happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not all the time. And it's funny because I think sometimes for people, when they hear conversations like this, they immediately go to like sin. You know, uh -huh. like crazy sins and things <clears throat> that, you know, are not good. But it could just be, again, you know, friendship breakups. It mm -hmm. could be something that somebody told you in passing that to them it was a joke. To you, it definitely was not a joke. It mm -hmm. could be, you know, again, something experienced as a child, something someone told, you know, there's so many different things that we experience that we kind of take in mm -hmm. and sometimes don't stop to reflect yeah. and don't stop to confront and don't stop to process and and tell ourselves you know what that was a lie mm -hmm. that was not the truth that is not the case i'm not that person i don't do those things you know that won't be my future that's not how i'm going to act yeah and again i think what we saw on that night was a buildup of just you know the pressures of being a celebrity the pressures of being in the public eye you know the pressures of you know being in the spotlight and always having to perform always having to watch what you say always mm -hmm. having to watch what you do and here's this one moment where you lost it and he just acted out. He did what he did. And it's now being talked about in the way it's being talked about. Yeah. You know, um, but, but now even in our own lives, uh -huh. it's like the buildup that constantly is happening that we're not mm -hmm. addressing. And it's almost like that pressure, not of being a celebrity, but the pressure of trying to keep it together. Yeah. The pressure of not trying to show weakness or trying mm -hmm. to show, you know, that you're not as strong as you say you are. You know, eventually that pressure and that running and that consistent kind of drive forward, if you don't stop to take care of those things, may result in you doing something that you really 
don't want to do or didn't mean to do. Yeah, and I think that there is a aspect of this that is also worth exploring, which is the perspective of the Chris Rock. Yeah. You know, someone who was doing something that they thought was just a funny little joke, it wasn't that big of a deal or whatever, that was that went to someone who received it as a big deal. Yeah. You know, like how many times haven't you said a joke to someone just playing, oh, it was just a silly little joke, and that person got offended. Yeah. You know, you have no idea what people are going through, what they're dealing with, no matter how close you are to them, where you may be doing something or saying something out of fun just to be joking, or maybe you're trying to be nice about something, but they receive it in a way that was not your intention on delivering it. You need, and it sounds kind of messed up, but you need to be aware that there may be a reaction that you weren't expecting. And then now how do you navigate that? You know, because there are times where there are people that are just jokesters and to them, every moment, it's a funny moment. Every moment is an opportunity for them to crack some laughs, whether it's at the expense of that person or just at expense of whoever. And sometimes it's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's not always okay. It's not always okay to give a joke. Was he there to do jokes? Absolutely. It was his job. It was a given. But there are situations where you are in where it's kind of like, was it necessary? No. You could have right. said something else. And I think, like you said, there are people that are natural jokesters, right? That yeah. everything becomes a joke. They're thinking of, like, how they can make people laugh. And that's mm. a great thing, right? To have the ability to make people laugh, to mm. make people have a good time around you. But, again, it shouldn't be at the expense of someone else. Yeah. Now, you know, if you're friends and you're joking about something that you know your friends won't really mind or mm. it's something that you've joked about before and it's not a big deal, of course, you know the people around you. You know, but if you have to question what you're going to say, is it going to hurt someone? Why Am I doing this for attention? Am I saying this just to get a laugh like is it okay like joking about someone's health their medical yeah. condition i think that shouldn't be right you shouldn't yes. be joking about you know a process someone is going but through. i also think as that simple as you think it is you yeah know? but i also think it's 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 so like layered because then you have someone who because if we're using the example with the chris rock situation it's possible very small chance yeah. um that he had no idea about her whole alopecia situation. So he was really just doing the joke off of the appearance. It just looked like she shaved her head because she was making a cosmetic choice. Yeah. You know, she was trying to, you know, that's what was in. That's what she felt cute as doing. Um, and he made a comment about it, not knowing that there was a deeper reason behind right. it. And I think that that's something that we need to be aware of sometimes. Yeah. And that's also the risk that you take in those moments. Yeah. when Because I'm sure, again... Even before he said that, I'm sure he had, whether it was points, you know, zero, three seconds of just kind of like, should I say it? Should I not? Mm -hmm. Should I go for it? Should I not? You know, where, again, it's a risk you take because if you don't know that that's your situation, you know, again, it's like when you joke about someone's appearance, when you joke about, you know, again, someone's condition, you just don't know. I think about Chadwick Boseman, right, yeah, for instance, true. where there were a lot of people who were making fun of his appearance and how much weight he lost mm -hmm. and all these different things, not knowing that he was really sick yeah. and ended up dying, right, mm -hmm. and passing and, and then after the fact, you know, revealing what the situation was and what he was going through when a lot of people were criticizing his weight or questioning or making comments, you know? Yeah. So you, at the end of the day, don't know anyone's journey. You don't know mm -hmm. what people are going through. So are there things that as comedians or as a jokester in your friend group that you should, you know, be mindful of and should be off limits? Absolutely. You yeah. know, and I think that on the other side of that, if you are the individual that is being joked on, mm -hmm. if you are the individual that is being made fun of or whatever reason, you know, for the sake of a joke. And it's in your friend group. It's someone in your family. It's someone that you are close to, you know, obviously not in a set like the Oscars, right? But just in your mm. everyday life, it's yeah. almost like it is your responsibility then to make it clear that that is not 
a joke you appreciate. Yes. That that is not something you like. Yeah. Right. Whether you do that and you pull them to the side and talk mm. to them. Right. Mm. Whether you tell them, you know, the next day, whether you call them, however your friendship and connection with that individual is. They need to be told, listen, I really don't appreciate these jokes. Mm. I really don't appreciate when you say things like that, especially when you know the spirit behind it, mm. you know, because there are some people that, you know, um, are your friends. Yeah. You love and appreciate that they can tell you something and, you know, it's a joke and mm. it's coming from an innocent place as yeah. a joke. But then there are others where, you know, I know why you're saying that and I don't mm. like it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, check them. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's a way of, you know, and then again, there comes where now we take this Oscars moment and put mm. it into our everyday life. That's the moment where then you have to decide. I can go off on them. Mm. I can embarrass them right now. Mm. I know things about them that I know they wouldn't want me to share. Mm. You know, so in that moment, you have your, you know, the response. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? Yeah. You know, and again, within ministry, there will be so many moments like that where, you just want to let people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, it's true. And let them know. And you have to, again, have that self-control, that discipline, and ultimately trust in God, right, mm. to just know that he's got it, yeah. you know? And there's a reason why he says vengeance is mine, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's tough. I think also upbringing has a lot to do with it, depending yeah. on where you grew up, what neighborhoods you grew up in. You know, coming from... Brooklyn and not the nice part of Brooklyn, you know, there was a um, there was just a, 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 an understanding that if someone came at you sideways, you went back at them 10 times harder because you didn't want to be no punk. You didn't want to look like a pushover. You didn't want to look like the person that can get picked on and bullied and all that other stuff, you know, so it's kind of like you go your whole childhood hearing certain things like you know if somebody steps up to you don't back down and then now you take that into your adulthood yeah. you know when somebody steps up to you whether it's just in a joking matter in another matter or whatever you know you kind of like go back to that defense mechanism that you built up yeah um you know and people that did not grow up in those neighborhoods or in that culture have no idea what that is so it's easy for them to say oh no just walk away you know and you know bring them cookies and tell them to to apologize and so like that doesn't work in every situation but there are ways to navigate really tough and sticky situations that you have to learn how to do that. You yeah. know, there may be a time where you do have to get stern and you do have to use your strong voice and maybe you do have to say something. But you also have to know that there is a line that is a line that you don't want to cross because then you're taking it too far. You know, because I think that there is an idea or a notion where as Christians, you should be a pushover. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, no, as a Christian, you're not supposed to be a pushover, but you also shouldn't be a bully, you know, because we see how Christians bully other people, you know, on their sins and all that stuff, whatever. Like, no, that's the extreme of the spectrum that we don't need to be on, but also don't be on the other extreme of the spectrum where you feel like you're getting disrespected and you're like, I'm going to take this moment to pray. Like, no, boy, you better get up and stand up for yourself in whatever way you need to stand yeah. up for you because, yes, God fights our battles, but he also gives us, gives us the courage and he also yeah. gives us the work and the wisdom to understand how to navigate certain yeah. situations. And we see examples of that in the Bible, you know, all over the place. We yeah. see the biggest example of Jesus in the desert with the enemy, the enemy yeah. throwing all these things at him, saying all these things. And it's like, you know, no, I'm not going to run away. Yeah. You know, no, I'm not going to hide, you know, under a tree, under a mm -hmm. rock or whatever. No, I'm going to confront you. And this mm -hmm. is what I have to say about that. And this is what I'm going to tell you. This is what the Bible says. This is what's written. So I think it's important to also, like you said, know how to navigate these different situations, yeah. you know, because there will be moments where you're totally in the right 
the mm. other person's totally wrong but it's not the time or place to address the situation. Sure. So I may have to wait two hours to address it. I may have to wait a whole day. Yeah. I may have to wait for you to come back from your trip. But when you come back, we're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. again, it's knowing the right time or place. And again, mm. as a believer, as a Christian, as one who professes to love God and mm. you know be his follower and want to be like him, there is that higher accountability that you have that yeah. someone who doesn't profess those things, who doesn't have that kind of accountability, mm. they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You know, but as someone who professes, you know, to be that person, it's harder, you know, and there's yeah. a reason why, you know, in the Bible, Jesus even says, you know, turn the other cheek. Literally, yeah. that's almost like what Chris Rock did. Mm. Like he didn't do anything. It was just, you know when you're persecuted, when those things happen to you, you're not supposed to respond in that way. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So again, are there situations where there's exceptions? Mm. Are there self-defense moments? <laughs> are there moments where, you know, things may need to happen? Of mm. course. But violence on that level, assault on that level, whatever it is, you know, it should not bring you out of your character. It should not make you um, cross those lines that you know you shouldn't cross. Yeah. You know, one of the interesting things that I got out of this that I thought was so powerful, you know, I was actually watching it. Um, I missed that part when it happened <laughs> and I had to go back. But then I watched kind of his acceptance speech and everything. Um, and in his acceptance speech, he was saying how uh, Denzel Washington mm. had told him that in your highest moments, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Right. Yes. And this had happened right after the situation. Yeah, let me get your opinion on that because I have an opinion. My opinion is. I think that was a great moment. Mm. I think it's a gr it's very true what he's saying. You know what I mean? Be especially the fact that you just were, you know, about to win your first Oscar cuz mm. Denzel told him this before the win, right? Yes. This was after the situation happened. It was during a commercial break. Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry, Denzel Washington, you know, were speaking to him. That's what they said. Um very true statement. He was about to win his first Oscar, Will Smith. You would think mm. he would have three, four, five, six of these already. Mm. First one. Mm. And on the night of his win, this is what he does, mm -hmm. right? Now, do I think Denzel Washington's uh, advice was a little late? Mm. Yeah. Because I think at this point, <laughs> it was like the temptation came to get up and slap him. And at that point, the devil was coming for you. Mm. At that point, you needed to be careful mm. and watch and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. So it was almost like after the fact. But still, I think it was important for Will to hear that coming from Denzel as a way of saying, like, this could also get worse as the night progresses. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Will Smith could have went to find him, could have went to, you know what I mean? It's almost like, dude, you need to calm down, you know? At, this highest moment devil comes for you right mm. now whether or not will smith is at his highest point in his life spiritually in his career and all that is the devil like i don't care for that right <laughs> the statement yeah. is what's true yeah. right and i think that again we can apply that to our lives oh yeah absolutely. right um but what are your thoughts i mean i took it i wasn't there i didn't hear the tone in which he <laughs> said it it's i have i have no idea how he said it yeah but i kind of received it especially when we were saying it in his speech as of like you failed the test that's how i took it mm. like i'm letting you know yeah. that at your highest point this dude came to visit and you failed and, you know, it's kind of like because it, it makes no sense to me because it's like you said it. It makes no sense for me for him to tell him that like a warning. The situation already happened. You, you, right. you know, a situation happened. But I think there was always room for it to get worse. Yeah. But by then, and even after you know, the fact, and by yeah. then you cool off and everything. But, you know, in those moments where um, you come out of the moment, you come mm -hmm. out of that spotlight. Reality hits. 
Mm. And it's almost like at that moment, it's either like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did this. Or Mm. it's, you know, full on, like, where is this guy? I need to talk to him. I need to see him. Mm. Can't believe, like, you know, that anger mode kind of jumps in. So Mm. you don't, again, you don't know. So in my, you know, I took it like he was letting him know, again, in your highest moment, this moment right now being such a great moment for you being nominated. Mm. He didn't even know he was going to win. I'm assuming at that point, but again, it's like the devil's coming for you. This is when, this is when things happen. Mm. So moving forward, you have a choice. It's like, you can continue again. This could snowball into other things and other Mm. actions, not just in the context of Chris rock, but just Mm. with Will Smith in general in his life. You know what I mean? What consequences are going to come towards, you know, well, we don't know. The Oscars have announced that they're like reviewing things. Yeah, I mean, by the time of this, this comes out, I think maybe there'll be something. It. Yeah. Because yeah, they had their meeting today. Right. And again, now, how will that affect Will? How mm. will just everything, you know, how he's being portrayed, what's being like all of that again, how will that affect him? So it's in this way of, you know, I think just being mindful that in this moment, you know, when everything seems great, mm. you know, winning that Oscar and all of that. Right. This is a moment where the devil may come for you. And it's, you know, seeing him like the images and videos of him like at the after party, Mm. dancing, acting like nothing was wrong. Mm. Everything's okay. You know, it's uh, it says a lot. I'm curious to know how he's processing it now. It's Mm. been a few days. It's Mm -hmm. over. Right. Um, People are still talking about it, obviously, but Mm. at least for him. Right. How is he processing everything? Mm. He did issue an apology, Mm -hmm. which we have to say he apologized Mm. to Chris Rock. You know, basically said he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, um, you know, the action was done. Yeah. I mean, and it, it is what it is. And, you know, he may be processing it. He may be processed it after he sat right back down. Like, you know, everybody's different in yeah. that situation. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, regardless of what he decided to do moving forward, it was going to get criticized. Yeah. If you would have went home and decided, you know what, we're not going to go party. We're just going to go home. That would have been criticized. Yeah. If he went to party, it got criticized. If he went to a church, he would have got criticized. He, you know, yeah. at this point, you and this this is what happens when you make decisions in life. Then now you have to stand by that decision and you have mm-hmm. to understand that there will be consequences that come from that. You know, so you will have people that defend you and say, you know what, you did a great job. You did this. And then there's going to be other people that are disgusted by it. And you are going to walk into a room one day where you're not going to know. Are these people like cool with me or are these people looking at me differently because of something that I did? Yeah. And that's really just what it is. And, you know, there will come a time, obviously, because, you know, when time goes on, so many other things happening in the entertainment industry where this will not even be a factor. Maybe it'll come back again next Oscar season. Yeah. Like this is the time of year where we'll have to be like, oh, here we go again. You know, at any time Oscar season. Listen, there's an in, it, this but, always happens because I think this happened with the VMAs, right, with Kanye West and that whole Taylor Swift, <laughs> Taylor Swift. moment years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, every time true. there's a VMAs, there's that moment. Yeah. There is this picture that comes around every Oscars that always trends and it's mm. of this guy falling down steps right at the Oscars red carpet that people say it's Jason Derulo right mm. and every year right it trends that he this. fell down steps okay. right if you're a Twitter person it shows up right uh. every year that this individual fell down right, but was steps. it Jason it apparently it wasn't <laughs> But I don't know. It's like the man is literally like in the air falling down red carpet steps. I should have laughed. Yeah. So, uh, but again, it's like every award show that has a red carpet, that comes up. So like you said, I think every Oscars moment, um, this will be brought up, you know? And again, I encourage the viewers, the listeners, you know, when situations happen like this, I think it's easy to pick sides, right? Yeah. It's easy to talk about. It's easy to post about it. But now 
it seems so far removed from you because you're not a celebrity. You mm. don't go to the Oscars. You don't have millions Speak of eyes yourself, on you. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have all these eyes on you. Yeah. But how does this affect you? Mm-hmm. Make it relatable to your life. Yes. Right? So you won't go to the Oscars. Well, maybe you will one day, right? I, mean, I don't want to crush anybody's dreams, right? <laughs> but you're not at the Oscars. Mm. You're not winning an award, right? You don't have all these people you know, following you and after you and all this attention. But how many times have you wanted to respond in a way you knew wasn't right? Yeah. How many times did you respond in mm-hmm. a way that was not right? Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. How did that make the people around you feel? Mm-hmm. How, till this day... Are you affected by that situation? Mm. What did you learn? Yeah. What you know? What do you do next time? What do you not do the next time? You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, again, having to have those conversations where these issues that happen, we have to learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know, we may not be able to relate 100% to them, but what can we learn and just yeah. kind of relate it to our own lives? No, absolutely. And I think that... Um, Award shows, the Oscars, I'm sure we're happy because they got some ratings and they got some, you know, I know after some that views. happened, you already know that they got flooded yeah. with everyone tuning and in. And again, it's like award season now. Mm. So you have the Oscars. By the time our episode airs, Grammys the Grammys yeah. would have been yesterday, yeah. right? Um, you know, we're speaking we're speaking now in the past, but then in the future, whatever. So um, time loop. Yeah. Um, it was announced that actually Maverick city yes. is setting history and making yep. history because they will be the first ever in mm. over 20 years that a gospel Christian artist has performed at the Grammys mm. in the televised ceremony. Yes. So this is something that we've been talking about yeah. forever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. The idea that the gospel Christian awards mm-hmm. and even performances that we've had have mm-hmm. always been in the pre-televised event. Yeah. So we don't see it on TV and the Grammys, mm-hmm. right? It's a category. Mm-hmm. None of the categories. It's not like, okay, they'll air one category mm-hmm. there and then the other category during the televised event. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. This year, Maverick City will be performing during mm-hmm. the televised event. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, it's great. I think that it's something that, I mean, listen, with the wave that Maverick City has been having um, and, you know, they've been on, you know, and, and it's not a wave they've created. You know, it's, you know, all the other groups have been doing stuff, too, that, you know, you've been seeing them on the morning news programs and stuff like that. But I think that Maverick came in and kind of like didn't open the door, kind of like burst the door open, yeah. um, you know, with everything that they've been doing. And I think it is great to see that they're getting this type of recognition and they're being afforded a platform to perform on the actual televised event. You know, I know that they're going crazy. They're like, oh, my God, you know, like all that other stuff. You know, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that as well. Um, and, you know, I think it's something that we have been speaking about, like you said, from the longest. I remember way back when we we're talking about, listen, watch the Dove Awards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they don't show the Grammys part of this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that it's great. Yeah. I, I always um, get excited to hear these type of things. I mean, those, these are the type of award shows that I watch anyways, or I am looking online for the highlights of situations. Uh, but now this also gives an opportunity to be like, well, I'm definitely going to watch. Because I think this goes back to, I'm pretty sure a bunch of episodes, we have spoken about the idea of let's show our impact. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if there are a whole bunch of new ratings, you know, and it, and it you have to understand how the business works. If there's a whole bunch of new ratings from a demographic mm-hmm. of, you know, Christians who are now watching the Grammys, who are not watching the Grammys before, but are watching it now because Maverick is there, that gives the Grammys 
production team uh, a, a, like a green light to be like, you know what, next year, instead of one Christian group, we'll We're put two, two. You know, yeah. and it kind of like opens it up instead of, because I'm not sure, are they going to show the awards actually? Because I don't know about the awards. They're nominated in all four categories. Yeah. yeah. So then maybe now the trend will then be that not only will they perform, but we would also show on the televised event. The uh, you know the 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 award winning part of yeah. that as well because you know we want to make sure that we have our our ground saturated yeah. with and us. I think in you know in today's culture representation, representation is a word that's very um that's out there yes. you know everyone wants to be represented you know every people group yeah. every person and I think a lot of times in these type of events mm -hmm. right the Christian gospel category right mm -hmm. there's a lack of representation there yeah. at least for um, the televised event, yeah, you know, yeah. the pre red carpet, pre show, pre that, right, pre televised, mm -hmm. they'll throw them in there. Yeah. But again, I think this will be a great moment. Mm -hmm. Um, again, if you're listening to this, the moment already happened, right? Yeah. So we'll definitely be recapping it in our next episode and talking about it. But and hopefully it sets the trend because I believe and correct me if I'm wrong. I think for the Latin Grammys, it's the same thing where you know the Spanish. Uh, Christian and gospel section or whatever isn't televised. Like they have awards for that, but isn't that something that's televised? So if the regular Grammy sees that there's an impact in that, then maybe in the Latin Grammys, we'll see that as well. You know, it's yeah. all a domino effect of positivity that we want, yeah. you know, and then we really hope that they crush it, that they yeah. do amazing, uh, you know, which is the funny thing because then I, you know, we have spoken about this before about how sometimes like uh, Christian production, because it doesn't have the money and it Listen. doesn't have the support, sometimes look looks a little cheesy um so it's kind of like i hope their performance is yeah great. i'm looking at the songs they're nominated for there's yeah. like wait on you gyra yes. man yeah, of your yeah. word um all great and i'm songs. seeing like listen we're doing a medley of all three yeah <laughs> you know you better so, have like, some yeah, production money you better take listen. out a load let me stop <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's so true it's so true and i think like, um, kill it. yeah and i and i hope that they do yes right? and again we'll have to react to that and kind of talk about the performance and well all hopefully of that. they did that's true you're watching this after the fact yeah. hopefully they crushed it they killed it and and, then, and not only that i have like great production value where it looks visually great but that you know that it'd be a shift as yeah. well where people really notice like Listen, now I get it. Like, yeah. for anyone who has never heard Maverick City, has no idea what they're about or what they're representing, that in that three-minute segment that they're given to yeah. be on that stage, that they show. And listen, I'm even... You know what? If you can't do the production and you don't have the budget... Call me. No, stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a mic. Yeah. Throw a spotlight on them. Right. Yes. And let the presence of God be so tangible yeah, in that yeah. place and That's so true. felt yes. that it's like you didn't need all of that. True. You know, if you don't have the budget for it, true. then let your gift yeah. really dominate in that moment. It's true. You know, but again, you got to do your part. Yes. <laughs> you know, so this isn't like, oh, I don't want to, you know, don't, don't show up to. in pajamas. No. You know? Right. And this goes again. You at home watching or listening uh, may not be at the Grammys. We pray you are, right? Uh, that you will one day. <laughs> keep on, we'll be keep on. <laughs> right? But again, it's like you may not have the budget. You yeah. may not have the equipment. You may not have the resources, but you have your gift. True. Kill it. Yes. Right? And um, just do your best yeah. and put in the work, put in the effort, and, you know, I think you'll see the results. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, as a wrap-up, we've spoken about a lot. Everything. You know, so if, you, if you're if you suffering from allergies, we're praying for you. 
if you, you are need to a, spring clean if it's in, time if you yes, haven't done it you need yes, to spring clean absolutely if you find yourself in a situation where you're about to reach a high pinnacle in your life listen to denzel washington the devil is coming for you stop so, and breathe stop breathe stop drop and roll you have to. <laughs> Um, and you know, if you find yourself in a position where you're about to do something that may not be, you know, groundbreaking for the right. public, but it's groundbreaking for you, give your best. Go listen to Jaira. Go, go listen to Jaira. <laughs> Nine minutes and thirty six <laughs> seconds. <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. As always, yes, follow us on our social media on Instagram and Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. For those of us watching us on YouTube, definitely subscribe, like, comment, share, share your thoughts with us, yeah. what you think about the topics that we discussed, and um, definitely we will be back for another episode. Yes. So thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.